Welcome to R6 Society, a podcast series where researchers from King's College London and people with lived experience explore together how social factors contribute to mental health problems. For this four-part series, we're doing things a little bit different. This is a Reach Young Persons Takeover, where we'll be discussing all things related to mental health and young people. I'm Karima. I'm Adna. And I'm Tashi. And we're all Young Persons Community Champions on the Reach team, bringing you the four-part series. REACH stands for Resilience, Ethnicity and Adolescent Mental Health and we've worked with over 4,000 young people to help us understand the best ways to promote good mental health among young people from all backgrounds. REACH is also interested in exploring the potential impact of COVID-19 pandemic on young people but most importantly, what things help young people maintain good mental health during this time and the next steps to help young people thrive post-COVID. We'll be joined by some very special guests during this series, discussing issues that are important and relevant to us. This episode will focus on boys' mental health. The emotional and psychological well-being in adolescents is just as important as their physical health. This dictates how they will grow and affects the way they interpret the world and their resilience to cope with whatever life throws at them. To grow into well-grown adults. This is important to discuss because it can often be stigmatised and boys' mental health issues have increased over the years. Today we will be talking about boys' mental health here with Jonas and Lucas, who are our REACH champions. Do you guys believe that there's still a stigma around boys' mental health? Um, yeah, I definitely agree and say that there is a stigma around boys' mental health, especially today. Um, I think that's mainly because while I feel like while as society we've kind of like progressed, it's still like quite obvious that gender roles kind of like make it seem that boys and like men in general have to be more like more like tough and put together and less emotional so like I think there's still like that stigma around um boys mental health that has existed for like years upon years yeah definitely I think that the that we are like even as a society with the media and everything we are going forward and we are actually realizing that there is a stigma and that's the first step but i think that um men's mental health has always been an issue that isn't really talked about because whenever you talk about mental health you talk about anorexia and self-harm and those type of things but not the gender roles and how much pressure society puts onto gender roles if that makes sense yeah, that makes total sense. Um, I think you said mentioned this during this as well. Like it's 2021 now, um, but there's still this stigma. Why do you think it's been so many years? Why do you think the stigma is still there? I think that when talking about like stuff and how like years as a, as a society were supposed to progress, I don't think stuff like stigma, racism and oppression and like mental health and talking about that sort of stuff I don't think they ever stop with time we just become accustomed to it so they don't necessarily stop they just change shape and I think that talking about men's mental health and the stigma about it is like I said a good first step but it's not 
it's not the whole way. We still need to create safe spaces and not just make it a taboo subject, but make it more well-known, I think. Yeah, I definitely hear you about um, about it changing shape rather than like the conversation, like becoming more inclusive. I think there's more ways now that um, boys feel like more pressure um, to sort of be um, be sort of collected and not let their like emotions show. I think social media like has been a huge, played a huge part in like sort of reinforcing those roles. Um, Cause sometimes what you see about boys' mental health, it can be positive um, and it can be encouraging for us to speak out. Um, but a lot of the times as well, it's like magnified. So you see a lot of how people think in terms of diminishing men's mental health. Um, I agree with a lot of things you guys are saying, but during the pandemic, do you think um, the stigma has increased? It's gone down? Like, how do you think COVID has impacted this stigma? Do you know what? I think during the pandemic, um, it's kind of become a bit, it's become a bit less stigmatised. I think purely because, like, in the environment that we're in, a lot of people were like really going through it, especially at the beginning stages of like the lockdowns and like being isolated, etc. Um, so I think everybody sort of rallied together and started like understanding mental health a bit more. Um, so I think the pandemic, if anything, um, while it did have qu- quite negative effects on like our mental health in general, um, there is a lot more awareness and especially with like boys mental health as well um it gave it gave us really the space to sort of talk about it and express how it's made us feel yeah definitely i i completely agree with that i think that because the pandemic like because of all of the lockdowns that we had we had to stay at home so that means we spent more time on the internet and that sort of thing that kind of allowed us to find our like safe spaces online on different platforms from Instagram info- infographics to TikTok for you pages and that sort of stuff. I think that getting that distance away from school and all of that toxic environment that um, boys create onto themselves for their own mental health and that sort of constant competition. I think that the lockdown for that sense, it allowed everyone to start talking about their mental health more because everyone was so affected by it. Yeah, that that bit about schools, I definitely feel that because a lot of the time in schools, um, it feels like there's a sort of culture of, um, like you said, competition, especially amongst boys. So it feels like we're constantly having to prove to each other that like, um, yeah, just proving to each other that we're, let's say like, the most like the strongest the most confident um and it's something it's something that we don't really like consciously realize that we're doing and it does provide like not provide sorry it does create an environment where like that there's a struggle to talk about like mental health and especially mental health issues um 
So I think, yeah, like Luca said, that time away from school really gave us like a proper space to really talk about our mental health. Yeah, I 100% agree. I feel like the time away from school gave a lot of people time as well to like work on their mental health and develop like new routines. But you guys already kind of touched upon this social media topic, but what do you think social media's impact was on the stigmatization around boys' mental health? I think that while it actually focused on the project and uh, on the problem and showed how there was a, a stigma, I think it also did it in not the best way. Because whenever you talk about men's mental health, like specifically men's mental health, you always get the same infographics about how their suicide rates are higher, how they are more likely to experience loneliness and, and these things, but they never talk about methods in which to help stop the problem, if that makes sense. You're spending all of this time, all of this energy talking about the problem, showing how there's a stigma about the problem, but not showing any actual concrete ways on to not actively help that project that problem if that makes sense like i i think that it showed the stigma but it just keeps on contributing to it whilst also attempting to fight it i think oh yeah 100 percent because i think especially with that point on focusing on um the suicide rates as well um a lot of the time with social media when sharing stuff on like boys and men's mental health like it predominantly always focuses on the suicide rates and while it's very important to acknowledge that i think as well it's also important to acknowledge that it men men's and boys mental health isn't just confined to like the most catastrophic results like ending up in like um taking your own life um it, it also exists in ways that are like much more like much more local and relatable as well like um how boys and men sometimes suffer with anxiety with eating disorders as well like that sort of thing isn't really focused on a lot yeah no totally like i'm not a boy so i will never understand you guys' pain but i totally agree with a lot of things you are saying we all know that boys mental health rates seem to be going up alongside well-known stigmas around boys mental health showing their emotions what kind of impact do you feel this um, sort of emotions and stigmas have on mental health i think that the way i think that the the increase i think those are like two separate things but they're somewhat connected for example the the reason the like mental health awareness for men's and boys mental health the awareness of the stigma or like boys increases mental health if i'm getting the question right i think that's just mental health issues finally showing their true colors and people are finally listening like before if if a man used to say oh no i think i'm depressed or showing signs of depression they would just say man up and strap it by your boots and then just carry on you're a man carry on but then now it's actually being listened to and actually diagnosed that's why i think there's a rise as for the stigmatization, I think that because from a very young age, we're taught to either bottle up our emotions and just bottle up, just carry on, just put on a brave face. And then when you ask about your emotions, they just explode in such a way that we're not taught to how, we're not taught how to communicate our emotions efficiently or in a healthy way. So then that's when you finally start talking about your mental health. It, 
happens in such toxic and like harmful ways that it create it helps to the stigma about it if that makes sense it's like a vicious cycle yeah there's definitely a vicious cycle that exists in sort of like feeling like feeling like you're gonna get stigma um i guess stigma there's a stigma around talking about your mental health especially for boys and then bottling it up and letting it um letting it come out in a really negative way um and it just goes round and round so like i think building from that i think the stigma itself because it feels like it's always been there um like around sort of having to man up and having to um not show your emotions for for boys and young men um because it feels like it's been around forever and it feels like it doesn't really change um that in that aspect um it kind of it does kind of feel like makes makes us a bit less open to talking about our mental health because i guess there's sort of elements of like shame when you talk about um or open up about how like if you're struggling mentally because it kind of feels like you shouldn't be talking about it or you shouldn't be like feeling that way you should just be like taking it on the chin um you shouldn't show so I think that's, yeah exactly I think that's mainly the biggest effect that the sort of stigmas around boys' mental health um, that mainly affects us in our everyday. Hearing that personally actually really touches me. Like, imagine like you can't you can't speak out because you're scared about what people are going to think of you. That really actually just touches me so much. But just to add on, I know you guys previously said that you believe the pandemic kind of helped the stigma on um, boys' mental health. So, in your opinion, do you believe that COVID also helped you be able to talk out more, show your emotions more? Do you think the um, pandemic helped that? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think this exists for everyone, like um, whether you're a boy, whether you're a girl, um, this ex- it sort of exists for everyone, this being more open about mental health um, due to the like really harsh effects of the pandemic. But I think it's been really key for um, for boys and for young men to have this like um, change happen because it sort of offered a platform that a lot of people didn't really have before, a lot of young guys didn't really have before. Um, and it exists in even the simple ways, like you had like your friends checking in on you or sending a message like asking you how you've been um, and not in a sort of surface kind of way. I'm really caring about how you're feeling mentally as well. Um, so I think the pandemic has sort of, while it did open the floor for everyone to talk about their mental health, I think it was really needed for young men and young boys to sort of have that platform because this has been a really difficult time. 
Yeah, I I <clears throat> I completely agree, especially with uh, checking up on friends and stuff like that. Because when when you're faced with all of this, like you got, I remember during the pandemic and the first lockdowns, you got new bad news everywhere you went, and with that, you also got text messages from not even your closest people, but like from distant family members and like friends from school and that sort of thing where you just check up on them and like uh jonah said not just at surface level but also like hey i'm struggling how are you are you going through the same stuff do you want to go on a call like it brought it brought it kind of just brought us together away from the surface and more into actually going into the deep stuff because we realized that all of it could be taken away so so quickly yeah, I 100% agree. Um, the next question I'm going to ask um, is a bit um, tr- uh, triggering and a very sensitive topic. So if you guys don't want me to ask, it's related to suicidal. Just, for boys in particular, there has been an alarming tri- rise in suicide among older teenagers, 15 and older, since 2000, and they died by suicide at three to four times the rate of girls. How did these statistics make you feel? they're really um sad they're really saddening statistics but also at the same time like as as heartbreaking as it sounds it it doesn't feel like it's um it 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 feels like it's kind of accurate because a lot of what you see like a lot of the time is because because of like the stigma surrounded about surrounding mental health for young men and for boys it's like we don't really get offered the spaces to talk about it it builds up um with with the school system as well when like stuff like this happens it um a lot of the time with young men they resort to punishment rather than um rather than sort of reaching out especially when like when behavior is affected because of poor mental health and that stuff just builds and builds and it's 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 hard to handle for young men so it's sort of it seems like a lot of young men reach like a lot a last resort a lot quicker um, because there's not enough adequate help or understanding of like mental health for young men, which leads to higher suicide rates, unfortunately. I think that those statistics, they're horrible and they should, there's no way that this should be that high. But to be honest, they don't surprise me because you're from a young age a, a man or a young boy is always around violence you go to a supermarket you try to buy toys is either a gun a crossbow some sort of violence so then with that you have that element of violence and then you also have an individual who's struggled who's struggling and who has no proper support system they go to the family they think oh no you're lazy they dismiss it or you're made to feel otherness even if it's from school, you start to show any emotion, they take it as weakness when you're a child. So then you're grown, you're you're constantly growing with that dismissal of your own feelings, of your own emotions. 
feeling lesser than other than and then it's normal to feel so exasperated where you just think think where you just take the last possible option to just let it all go <laughs> in a way and those not right it's, it's it doesn't surprise me so my next question is kind of leading off of this question so would you guys say or would your friends say that they would know where to get mental health support if you or they felt like they needed to get it? I think that my friends would know because they have like come forward to me and I've come forward to them asking, hey, I'm, I'm not having the best time. What, what do you think we should do? Or what do you think I should do? Not we. <laughs> what do you think I should do? So I don't think it's so much of an issue as to know what the help is and know where to get it. I think it's more so an issue of allowing and creating a space that is safe for people to say, hey, to, to even ask the question, if that makes sense. Yeah, I agree with that. But I also think as well, um, I think in terms of um, my friends and I think it's to an it's only to a limited extent like if if we're talking um if you need to just like get something off your chest or like be around someone who listens to you um i think my friend group and a lot of the people around me would understand and do understand and know like where to go and like especially with confiding in each other as well i think I am lucky to have an environment where a lot of my friends, especially my male friends, feel comfortable in like talking about um, when they're struggling and like confiding in one another. But I think on a wider level, um, like for example, when when it gets to like a slightly more um, worse point where actual professional help is needed. Um, I don't think a lot of people know how to get that or where to get that. Um, and then there is like a huge struggle, um, even in 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 the country, as it's sort of been in the news um in the over the past couple of days, it's come back to like mainstream media, but like with the adolescent mental health service in this country, um it's failing quite hard at the moment and um when young people are sort of referred to cams for example they'll end up being in like waiting lists and queues for like months on end um i think the average wait time is somewhere around eight or nine months for professional help um so in relation to in relation to that I think it is a lot harder to understand or find places where you can like seek external help um, and professional help. But for the most part, I think there is an understanding of being able to confide in one another. Yeah, I I want to change what I was. I want to what you said is completely right. I think that. I think that people know where the, where the help is, but the help that is currently available is just so bad. Like, especially with cams and those sort of helplines, they, I don't, I honestly think that they don't deal with 
like bad or dangerous mental health in any helpful way. When you have a team that's that starts to have intrusive thoughts or just a really degrading mental health, they start to think. And if you go to these services, if you get the help, or if you tell a teacher or something like that, the, the first thing they'll do is tell your parents because you're you're a danger to yourself, and that just doesn't help. I think that the way that we deal with mental health, we start talking about it, we start to acknowledge it. Okay, that's great, but the way that we're dealing with it especially for men, actually for everyone, it's not the most helpful. It's doing more harm than good most of the times. Yeah, no, I, I agree with what you guys have said. Um, I've heard many people tell me how they, who personally to go through mental health issues, say they don't feel like there is enough support that they can help like you said during this eight to nine months on the waiting list that's a very long time there's only a year of waiting for professional help I know you guys previously talked about a safe space but other than that and like more and as we know the waiting list is very long time how would you make an environment that makes it easier for boys to talk what can we do as a society what can we do as in general to make it a safe space for boys to talk about their mental health um I think this is sort of kind of it's kind of quite obvious but I think in watching what you say and like how your energy is towards like issues around mental health I think it's down to us to create environments where we're not being like we're not being like judgmental or negative or dismissive um, about mental health issues in our circles because I think if you want to see major change happening, a lot of the time it starts within your small environments or like your um, immediate circles um, because by creating an environment and being like considerate and being kind and listening to others um especially when they're struggling or going through mental health issues you could potentially like give an environment to the people around you which may mean that they don't end up going down like a path where they don't talk about it and they bottle it up and repress it and end up harming themselves emotionally and possibly physically so i think it does start with creating that environment um, where it's comfortable and safe to talk about mental health issues within your immediate circle. I think that more so because I think that we should start by creating media that actually focuses on the problem, that just doesn't go at it from a surface level and talking about the stigmatization of mental, of men's mental health, but actually dealing with it in a healthy way and starting that conversation in the safe space that Jonas is talking about because as a society we're very influenced by the media that we see and through different pieces from like uh through different mediums from online from an online presence to modern to traditional media sorry like movies and prints I think that is what starts conversations that's what starts to create a safe space because if you take the example of like gender roles in clothing and self-expression in clothing all that started by having different male celebrities doing photo shoots with alternative clothes with 
not traditional like a suit and like different um popular events it's those it is that media that's actually started the conversation and making it more normal making it more talked about and i think that's what we should start doing is creating more media that talks about men's mental health and actually focuses on the problem and the possible response not just going at it from a surface level because we are a product of the media that we consume yeah no it was lovely talking to you guys honestly it was i learned so much things obviously i already know about but just hearing it from you guys mouth like it was very 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 um different and nice to hear but we really enjoyed talking to you thank you for sharing what you did with us and yeah thank you thank you to all of our special guests who have participated in sharing their views during this four-part series tune in for the next episode bye bye, bye. <laughs>